0: I'm try 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 and I'm try I've rallied my fuck honey, but it's been fucking deep
1: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up dude and do that? Yes it's me, the broke soulless ginger. I'm very tired broke soulless ginger. Daily speaking, I'm not that broke. Vinny, what the fuck did we watch tonight?
1: We saw a bunch of craziness is what we saw.
2: No, we saw a bunch of fuckery. Is that what we saw?
1: Yeah, I know. That craziness, fuckery, I'm, you know, it's everything mixed together. So, this week's episode of AEW, presented by House of the Dragon, which apparently is about to come out on HBO Max, or already has come out on HBO Max. Um, And all I'm thinking is, why the fuck would anyone want to watch this? Is beyond my comprehension. Like, look, I know there's a lot of people who you know, get excited over Game of Thrones. Some of y'all were diehard Game of Thrones marks. I got one on the show with me right now. Um, Hey! um, Don't act like you weren't. But after the terrible, abysmal, fuck you to the fans' final season, why would anyone watch this? Seriously. Are y'all gluttons for punishment? Vinny. This is like this is like hooking up with a girl who had Vinny. no idea what the fuck she was doing. Vinny. Couldn't get you off. And then you call in next week and go, You want to have coffee? This is stupid.
2: Vinny. What? It's a prequel. How? It's I'm not going to watch it. Well, I might. I don't know. It, it's a prequel. We're watching something now. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Why? Again. Like why? Shit. Okay. Yeah. So it's a prequel to the show that ended up sucking. So I get to see all the Thank dumb you. shit that took place before this dumb shit is what you're trying to tell me. It, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to watch it myself because I'm not. I, I know. I'm not watching right either. I just want to point out that the fact that anybody's going to watch this, you're a glutton for punishment and something's mentally wrong with you. Okay? We're not in lockdown. That, you shouldn't be that desperate. Don't you love yourself? Lenny? but well, good news. Guess what comes out on September 9th? Yeah, I know. Season five of Cobra Kai. Can't wait. All right. Oh,
2: man, I looks so good. Okay, let's get the show on Yeah,
1: anyway, I just, I'm not here to talk about Cobra Kai. I'm just bringing, I'm only even bringing up the House of the Dragon thing because they were sponsoring Dynamite, which makes no fucking sense. But anyway, um, we cut to, we open the show with uh, CM Punk who made his return last week. He makes his way to a ring to a giant reaction. Punk raises the world title and says he has some business to attend to. Since he hasn't been here in a while, he says he has some not-so-important things to take care of and some very important things. Punk first challenges Hangman Page to a rematch and challenges him to come to the ring right now. Heyman doesn't, Hangman doesn't come out, and Punk says, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. Punk says if anyone else has any problem with him, they can come out right now and accept express those issues. Punk mentions John Moxley and says that Moxley may be number one in some fans' hearts, but he isn't number one in AEW, and says that he is the champion, not Moxley. Punk says that Moxley has always been number two wherever he's been, and that's the same here. He, is, he says that Moxley is the third best guy in his own group, and that seems to be a recurring theme in his career. Punk says that Moxley talks about breaking bones a lot, but it's all talk and says he's broken more bones than Moxley. Punk says that interim means temporary, and he's willing to test himself against Moxley, but he's not even willing to test himself against his best friend and then calls Kingston the third best Eddie's ever been in the ring with and the second best Kingston he's ever been in a locker room with. Punk says he hasn't defended his this title yet but he intends to do just that at all out against John Moxley. He says that Moxley isn't even the first John he's ever beaten in Chicago for a belt, and he certainly isn't number one in that category either. Moxley <laughs> has had enough, and he makes his way through the crowd. Punk does snow angels in the ring as Moxley makes his entrance, much to Moxley's annoyance. Moxley taunts Punk, taunts Punk about dropping pipe bombs and says he's writing checks that his body can't cash, which is what he does best. Moxie says Punk is the best wrestler in the world in his own mind, but he's not even the best wrestler in catering most days. He says Punk thinks that microphone gives him power, but in the real world, every word he spits in that microphone doesn't mean shit. He points at Punk's belt and says it doesn't mean shit either. Moxie admits that his own belt doesn't mean shit either until he beats Punk and then throws it down. Moxie says that he is the heart and soul of AEW, and every time they call him interim champion, it makes him think of Punk and it makes him sick. Punk says he can be the heart and soul, and he'll be the dollars and the cents. Moxley says that everyone is aware that Punk came back because he ran out of money. Moxley says that Punk ran out of fighting spirit a long time ago, and if he wants to prove him wrong, he can do something about it. Punk says he'll prove it at at the pay-per-view, but he's afraid that if he touches Moxley now, he'll just bleed all over him. Moxley shells Punk, and they start going at it until security hits the ring.
2: I thought this was fucking brilliant. Once again, A.W. bashes WWE. (laughs) I thought that was funny as hell because everybody knows she's like I already beat one John in Chicago. We automatically,
1: I don't wonder who that was. Yeah, and he said he's not number one in that category either because obviously Cena was the bigger star than Dean Ambrose. And even in um, and, and here are the things though. Punk said, "Stop me when I let me know when I start telling lies." I don't think he told any lies.
2: He did tell me lies.
1: I mean, Moxley basically. And here's the, here's the fact. I don't know if he's the third best guy in his gr- in the Blackpool Combat Club, but in The Shield, he was the only WWE champion that didn't draw any money. When he was WWE champion, he sucked as a champion. That's a fact. People can be mad all they want. That's a fact. He's done great in AEW as champion, both runs. He's done great. But in WWE, his WWE title run sucked. Roman is obviously the top guy, and Seth Rollins, you know, eventually started becoming a draw as a champion. It took him a while, though, because Seth's first two runs with the belt didn't do any good. But when he became Universal Champion, that's when he truly shined as a top guy. But before that, he wasn't really. He was kind of force-fed that spot. So it didn't really do much for him. But Moxley didn't do well in WWE. And, of course, he blamed, people try to blame booking and try to blame creative and all that shit. But really, Mox was just mad he didn't get to do any of his uh, deathmatch wrestling crap that he likes to do. So now now that he gets to do that, he's a lot happier of a person because that's where he shines. But, you know, he ripped on Eddie Kingston, (laughs) which was pretty good. And by third best Eddie, the two other Eddies that CM Punk has shared a ring with were Eddie Money and Eddie Guerrero. So is the other two. And obviously the other Kingston is Kofi Kingston. But I thought the promo setting was great. I also love the fact that Punk started doing the Snow Angels. I thought that was fucking hilarious. And I, I don't understand was, the Snow Angels. It was great. It was a great way to taunt Moxley because he takes for cause he takes forever to get to the fucking ring. Which normally I'm fine with because I love the entrance theme and I like the fact he's taking his time, you know, dealing with the crowd and everything. So Punk making fun of it. It was great. And these guys really the only thing I didn't like, my biggest gripe was the whole security coming in and separating everything. I'm going to tell you why. The security sucked at doing this. The fact that the security guys did not know how to properly hold people back, it made both these guys look like pussies. I'm sorry, it made Punk look like a pussy, it made Moxley look like a pussy, that these guys who clearly don't know how to hold somebody back are able to stop them from beating the shit out of each other. See that's why you need guys who know how to grab. See my thing is like for example, and the best example of this is um Mike Tyson and Stone Cold. Like remember when Austin shut when Austin flipped off Tyson, Tyson shoved Austin, they started brawling for a bit and then all of a sudden people started pulling them back and they had to like grab an army of people to drag Austin out of the ring. The reason yeah, I remember did, that. that's because they were told you go and you don't stop because we want this to look real. Instead of having a bunch of guys there and a bunch of security going, hold on, let me put my hands out and stop you. Meanwhile, we watched, I've watched every other wrestler on the roster knock security guards out week in and week out. Wardlow's throwing people out of the ring, fucking the Death Triangles tossing people out, the House of Blacks tossing security around, but then Moxley and Punk show up and they don't even attempt to push security out of the way? I'm sorry, that makes both your top guys look like pussies. Like, that's the thing. They should be like, like if I'm a wrestler and I'm supposed to have security separate, I'm gonna tell every security guard, you better hold on. If I keep breaking away, I'm gonna keep breaking away. And at one point, I may even yell at you and go, so you're not supposed to break away. Well, hold me tighter, you fucking pussy. That's exactly what I would say. If you're supposed to grab me, fucking grab me. Because the whole purpose of grabbing me is because I want to kill this motherfucker. And you want me to not kill this motherfucker. So that's the only thing I didn't like. I would have been better off if he had just said, I'll wait till the pay-per-view. I don't want you to bleed all over me. Drop the mic and leave. I'd have preferred that over what I saw over there. The punches looked fake. The separation looked fake. Everything after the promo looked fake. You had a great shining moment, but then you go too far and you kill it. Okay. Moving on. Yes. We're moving on. We see footage of Ricky Starks from last week. Tony Schiavone interviews Powerhouse Hods backstage and asking why he turned on Starks. Hobbs says that Starks proved to everyone who he really was And says he showed the whole world he was okay with losing Hobbs says that isn't, he isn't okay with that And Starks just hid behind his back for two years in AEW He says he was hired for one thing And that was to make sure Starks stayed champion But Starks is a loser He says that he doesn't just break backs He breaks necks He says he has something for the factory too
2: I enjoyed it. Basically, he's saying, I'm sick of your crap, and I want to do my own thing. That's
1: he said. I'm glad he gave an explanation that made sense. I was I was hoping for that. I agree with you, sir. Yeah, like give me a solid reason why you turned on somebody instead of the whole, I don't owe you guys an explanation, or I was done with him. It's like, no, that was a good reason. Okay, I'm not okay with losing. You're okay with losing. Fuck you, I'm gone. There you go. Great, great moment. Hopefully, this leads to a match the pay-per-view. Yes. And then... Yes, sirs. Yes, and then we see um, at ringside we have a special guest timekeeper Ricky the Diva Steamboat is there.
2: I thought about I saw Susan saw him. I thought about you. It's like, hey, look, it's Ricky the Diva. Betty's
1: bet not happy to see him now, are nah. Uh, it's, Would it's, you? Nah, no, like no, no, Yeah, it's like it's like watching Ricky. Yeah, Ricky got paid a bunch of money to do nothing. Nice to know things haven't changed since the last time I saw him. <laughs> sure there's a
2: budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the way you talk about that,
1: man, cracks me up. Is that the Diva? That's the diva He's a Diva. Yeah. There's a lot of kids out there that wanted autographs. Hopefully your mommy put twenty dollars in your pocket. you fucked? Fucked in the ass. Exactly. Tonight is our first official match of the evening. We have a two out of three Falls match. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson with William Regal versus the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. Match of the night. So all
2: the other matches were garbage. This one right here. It went on maybe a little too long, but those two, get, those two just beat the shit out of each other. For a second there, I thought Garcia was going to win. But at the end, how did Daniel win? Did he make him tap out or put him to sleep? Uh,
1: Garcia passed out.
2: Okay. Well, it was interesting to see that uh, when uh, Chris Jericho came out, they started beating the shit out of, uh, out of Daniel. And then uh, Garcia's like, uh-uh, you're not touching him. Uh-oh. You think Daniel is going to turn face and leave the JSS? The Jackass Association.
1: <laughs> yes, the Jericho Appreciation Society, the epitome of sports entertainers, and not quite. Uh, don't you fucking start. What? That's you how they watch. say. That's how they say it on the show. Vinny, don't blame me. Blame them.
2: Don't do that fucking action.
1: Okay, Zach. Since you want to break mm-hmm. the fourth wall, here it is. I only do that bit for an entire match on NXT. On AEW, I just do it for the Jericho Appreciation Society. Once I say, entertainers, I ain't doing the voice again, okay? Thank you. The whole yes. thing is for Tony D. That's it. So calm your tits, and let me give my thoughts on the match, okay?
2: you did, do The voice for fine. Thank you. You're very fucking welcome.
1: Yes. I apologize for Captain Buzzkill. So anyway. Um, thank you, you son of a <laughs> Yes. The drinker is also the Buzzkill. Check out the irony. I'm not match. fucking drinking either, you dickhead. I I know you're not drinking. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we can understand what you're saying. So we get to this this match right here. I agree with Zach that this was the match of the night. Now, do I think all the other matches were garbage? No. There's one in particular that was definitely garbage, but we're going to get to that. But this right here, as someone on our, on our show would say, holy shit, there's wrestling. Like this was fucking great. I mean, it was
2: good. Dude. There were there was no tables, no t- chairs, just fish, this was wrestling.
1: knees and kicks, <laughs> reverses, submissions, intensity, storytelling, psychology, all everything in this match. I'm surprised hey, Danny, it opened three, the show.
2: One, two, three. Psychology. psychology.
1: So that's what we got here, and it was a phenomenal match. And what was interesting was. That these guys, there was only one pinfall and the other two were submissions, but nobody tapped. Everybody just passed out. Either Danielson oh, passed man. out or Garcia passed out. Nobody tapped. That's what made this match great. And of course, you know, like they said, they're going for the handshake. Garcia looks like he's gonna accept it, but Jericho attacks Danielson from behind, and Garcia kind of shoves him out of the way. Like, we don't like don't do that. And then he he's like pointing at him, he slaps his hand away, and Jericho kinda yells at him before leaving. So now, like we said before, what's gonna happen? Is there anything going on there? Because it was a hell of a great match, you know. It was. And it war- it was one of those matches that warranted a handshake. But obviously, Jericho, you know, he's trying to be the guy that's like, hey, he's the enemy, you know, and we're not gonna do that or whatever. And Garcia's like, look, this is between me and Daniel. But what I thought that was the most intriguing about this is as Jericho's walking away, the entire building is chanting, You're a wrestler. <laughs> not a sports entertainer. Exactly. They were getting. They were trying to make say he's a wrestler, not a sports entertainer. He's not. You know. He's a wrestler. So he. So yeah. So that was a great moment, and the match was just kick ass. Like I said. The, yeah, like what, I said, it, it, these guys killed it. This was. This okay. should have been the main event. This is what have been we the main like event.
2: to call the douche cast
1: a house fight. No, this was not. This was not that. This was wrestling. This was not a. This was not a hoss fight. This was a wrestling match. There's a difference. This was not a, this was not that. This was a wrestling match where these two did amazing work. Both these guys laid, left it all in the ring, and nobody else could follow it. And on that note, we cut to the backstage with Private Party and Swerve in Our Glory about their upcoming right. match on Rampage. Swerve says this is the closest Private Party will ever get to the titles and tells them to pay attention because they can learn a thing or two from them. Lee says after Friday they can get to the back of the line, and that's where they're at.
2: Uh, I like Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. The private party. They can go party someplace else.
1: Yeah, they're bragging about the fact that they're number five on the ranking list. Um, it only goes up are to they, five. Uh, are they wearing pink? No, I think they're wearing yellow. I, I didn't see any pink. Ugh. I would have remembered if there was pink. I know they've worn black and pink in the past. You know, but not in the cool way like the hearts. Or oh, Duff No. Dolph should never wear a pink. It looks so creepy on him. Um, he doesn't wear it cool. He wears it fruity. Um, let's see. <laughs> um so anyway, this obviously gonna be on Rampage, so I, I don't care because I don't watch Rampage. So they're gonna retain. So they're gonna retain about- and private Party's gonna job like they should. All right. Next we have Tony knees come out for a match, but John Moxley blindsides him and gets back in the ring. Moxley's sick of waiting for Punk. He wants him to come out right now. Let's get this shit over with. Punk comes out, but security and producers are right behind him, and they try to keep them away from each other. And then Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Useless run out out and help try to hold moxie back no fuck no
2: okay do you care to explain in the short
1: version short and sweet are we gonna hear an hour-long rant i don't know zach Mm. i mean i was gonna make it short and sweet but since you insist no you i swear to god maybe i I will do an hour-long rant you know maybe you could shut the fuck up Maybe you don't have to go so long. Mo- I'll poke the fucking bear. Okay. Poke, 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 okay. Poke, I'll tell poke, you what, poke. tell you what, tell you what. If you have something helpful or intelligent to say about this, I'll keep mine short and sweet. But if you're just going to do, no, I don't like it. This is bullshit. Vinny, go ahead. I'm going to do an hour rant. So what do you want to do, Zach? You want to analyze this or do you want to just give me a couple one word answers? How do you want to play? <sighs> Do you want to pressure me? Today? They didn't need to
2: do this. They didn't need to do this. They already showed that you want to rip these, uh, each other's head off. And now Moxley's coming in. Let's not wait. Let's go ahead and do this now. It's like, no, you freaking morons. Wait till all up. That way you can bring in the money. Cha-ching. You need dollar bills, right? So now it's official. It's going to be Moxley against Punk, and we're not going to see it all up. The question
1: is, why? Because Tony funny, doesn't care about play. making money. He knows Apparently that. Not. Here's the thing. He ha... he... Tony already knows. He has the same fan base tuning in every week. The same people are watching. The same people are spending money. There's no growth. And he don't want growth. So it doesn't matter if it's on TV or the pay-per-view. The same motherfuckers are going to watch. That's pretty much it. Having this on next week is a fuck you to your pay-per-view. Unless you're gonna have like I bet I'll call it right now. I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? Punt's gonna win. MJF's Wait. gonna make a surprise return. He's gonna challenge for the title and probably win it all out. There you go. I'm calling it right now. MJF MJF finally comes back and then it all out, he's the world champion. There's your, there it is. Calling it right now. Okay. Well you better. you were uh would have said hangman page, but he's they're gonna make him jerk off with a dark with a dork order, so Let's just bring back MJF and have the match and end it all there. One and done. All right. Now we cut to the backstage area with Tony Chavez with Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, the epitome of sports entertainers and he says he's going to give Garcia a pass for what happened because he just had a physical match Jericho says he wants to talk to Garcia face to face in the ring and he wants to make sure whose side Garcia is on Ricky Steamboat walks up and says that Garcia is coming into his own he doesn't need Jericho or his group he says if anyone should mentor Garcia Danielson is the better choice Jericho said he hasn't liked Steamboat for 15 years and tells him to stay out of his business Parker gets in Steamboat's face and tells him to stay out of Jericho's business but Steamboat decks him With, uh, surprisingly, a lazy-ass chop. Again, nothing's changed in the four years.
2: No. I mean, you never know. because she Ricky the Diva Shebo going against Chris Jericho again.
1: I doubt it. I mean, if the Diva wouldn't get back in the ring with the Nature Boy, I doubt he'd get in the ring with the Wizard. (laughs) This whole thing was a waste of goddamn time. It's like, whose side are you on? Blah, blah, blah. Calling it right now. Garcia gets kicked out of the JAS and Jericho versus Garcia. Fucking all out. Ricky Steamboat's just there to fucking collect a paycheck like he always does. I'm just here for the money. I'm not even going to remember your guys' names tomorrow. That's that's Steamboat for you. Okay. All right, so we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. (laughs) The Varsity Blondes versus the Gun Club with Billy Gunn. Uh, No.
2: Fuck no. Okay, the match lasts about 10 seconds. Everything was fine. The sons and the father were a whole hour. Whole, uh, or, or, um, hugging it out like the father and son supposed to do. Then all of a sudden, Anthony Bowen says, scissors me, daddy ass. And he does. And all of a sudden, the gun club, the ass boys, turned on their father. Then he... Does this make any
1: sense whatsoever whatever? No, but I'll clarify it for everybody. Billy Gunn says this is what he's been trying to tell them for weeks to do, just get things done and stop farting around. Gunn says that he's proud of them, and he's proud to be able to work next to his sons. They hug it out as Stokely Hathaway comes out and smiles. The Gun Club then attacks their dad. The Acclaim runs out, and Gun Club retreats. The Acclaim makes up with Billy, and they hug. That's basically what happened, and, um tell you a million things wrong with this fuck where do i fucking begin here's my question right there all right first of all the varsity blondes how many more times is this tag team gonna get fucking buried why are they still here seriously i don't know when griff garrison and brian pillman jr's contracts expire but for the love of christ go to nxt i'm begging both of you do not resign with all elite wrestling they clearly have nothing for you clearly I mean, seriously, you got the son of flying Brian Pillman, and you ain't doing shit with him. I said, before, I'll say it again. The man got mega fucking publicity off of Dark Side of the Ring, and y'all didn't do shit with him. Meanwhile, you bring in Martha Hart and Nick fucking Gage and put the spotlight on them. You got a woman who doesn't even like wrestling and is just trying to give a fuck you to Vince McMahon. And then you got fucking Nick Gage, who's the king of garbage deathmatch wrestling. And you got, but you got, you got, and you got Brian Pillman Jr. who can work. Gator says he's kind of a dick, and maybe he is. But the motherfucker can work. And you just flush these guys down the fucking toilet. This is the type of shit that makes me angry. You're burying these guys because you want to keep pushing the ass boys who no one gives a shit about. Seriously, I have not met anyone who is a fan of the gun club. No one even calls them the gun club anymore. They just keep calling them the ass boys. Thank you, Dan Housen. We'll get to him later. But fucking, and then the acclaim comes out and and they now are working with Billy Gunn. And second of all, the second Stokely Hathaway showed up, I knew right then and there they were attacking him. It's like y'all ain't even trying anymore to give any element of surprise. Everything that happened on this show that was meant to be shocking was predictable as fuck. And also, to bring out the acclaimed and not have them rap is a fuck you to the audience. If they're not rapping, don't even put them on the card whole thing was an abortion. All right, now I'm moving on. Sanjay Dutt and Lethal rant about FTR and Wardlow coming together last week, saying there's Wardlow to power bomb him, and they book a six-man tag for All Out. Zach, on a scale of one to ten, you even give a fuck about it.
2: I gave it a negative one. There we go. All right, Question.
1: next. Oh, go ahead. What's the, what's the deal with the fucking pencil? What
2: pencil? Oh, Sanjay Dutt. He's like, you made me lose my pencil. I want to kick you out, and you out. And he says, like, uh, Sanjay Dutt, Wardlow will lose you like a toothpick.
1: Yeah, he's doing that because it's they I don't know Sanjay's saying a bunch of stupid shit that makes no fucking sense. They're just trying to put them all on the card for some reason, and we got to give FTR and Wardlow a spot because Wardlow can't apparently can't defend his TNT title, and FTR we're not we can't make them two-time AEW tag team champions yet. We're not ready to make them the best tag team in the world, even though they are the best tag team in the fucking world.
2: The best tag team in the motherfucking world.
1: Fuck this shit. All right. Next. Fuck my life. The Death Triangle taunts United Empire backstage. Pac says that he and Will Osprey have some unfinished business, so he's looking forward to next week. He says that Death Triangle is an unstoppable unit built for this tournament. He's getting a lot better on the mic, pop. Yes,
2: he is. I thought this was actually a pretty good promo. He he just got sucked. He says, Well, I'll spray you what a piece of this. We got some unfinished finishing strength. Let's go at it, motherfucker. Otherwise, man, no, I thought this was a pretty good promo. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And I and I like that triangle. I do. I like yeah. it better than the house of black apparently. That shit apparently that fucking
1: much. I was I was just like, This is I mean, it was a good promo, I guess. Um, but at this point, I'm so pissed off, I didn't care. I think, I think this match is happening on... Yeah, they said it was next week on Dynamite. Never mind. I thought it was at um, fucking Rampage. I was going to be like, I don't give a shit. Then we cut to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy comes out and says he's been trying to hit Christian for weeks with his fists, a chair, and even a car. But Christian hasn't done anything. Jungle Boy says that he will continue to chase Christian until he gets his hands on him, or he can be a man and face him at All Out. He starts to call Christian a pussy, but Christian comes out and refuses to face Jungle Boy. Christian says this thing between them has gotten out of hand, but he really is proud of Jungle Boy. He says that a year ago, he couldn't even form a sentence and says that he's been reflecting on their issues. He climbs in the ring with Jungle Boy and says he thinks maybe they both said some things that neither of them meant, even though Jungle Boy got a little personal. He says he wants to fix these problems between them, not fight. He says he wants to go on another run with him and says he'll take him to the promised land this time. Christian says they are family and says Jungle Boy is like a son to him and tells him to come home and offers a hug. But Jungle Boy tackles him, starts beating him down. Christian low blows him, throws him into the barricade. Jungle Boy comes back and throws Christian into the ring steps. He chops Christian's arm on the step and starts stomping on until security runs out and pulls him off.
2: About fucking time, Jungle Boy got his hands on Christian Cage. What do you think? I like it. I loved it. I was like, about was- fucking time. He's like, he's like, we don't need to fight. We're like, no, fuck you. You two need to go at it, because that would be cha money, money, and what you and Gator like to say, butts in seats.
1: Yes. And... Obviously, um, they haven't made it official yet, but I got a feeling they're gonna. It'll be Christian and Jungle Boy at all out. So, yes. but at least, but you know, the beatdown helps though. It's like okay, yeah, it does help. So it gives a little bit of a payoff. But now we need the match. So yeah, let me ask you a question: If you were Jungle Boy,
2: would you want you to get your hands on Christian Cage?
1: Yeah, although yeah, I, did, I was like okay. The only thing I didn't like though was the arm on the step and stomping on it. I thought that was a bit much. And the reason I say it's a bit much is because. You I want Christian, like, you want Christian to get make it to the pay-per-view. You know, you take him out right then and there, then you can't get him in the ring at all out. So I thought that was a bit much. I would have preferred if he like tried to trap his arm and then somehow Christian broke free and ran off. But Jungle Boy got some shots in so he's okay. Then he's like, "Hey, now I got a little taste, now I want more and I'm coming for it at all out." You want to leave, you want to get you want to give him a little bit, but you don't want to give away everything for the pay-per-view. I thought it was. I thought it was a little bit of a, uh, a little bit much, but not enough to make me not want to see the match. I still want to see the match, but yeah, just, of course. I just course, thought it was a course, bit course. much. But question: What?
2: When Jonquil stomped on Christian Cage's arm with the steel uh Fuck that bump, huh? Fuck that bump.
1: That wasn't a fuck that bump. No.
2: Okay, I just. I, I thought it was. Oh, okay. No.
1: Anyways, moving on. Yeah, and then uh, FTR and Wardlow respond and uh, all that. So, blah, 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 um, blah,
2: blah, 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 blah. So then we
1: move on to the next match of the evening. We got that ass Tony Storm versus Kylan King. Would you call this a match there, man? Yes, I would.
2: Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. I didn't know about that Kylan King, but one thing about her, about that girl, she's got a good heart, good worker, too. and She put Tony Storm over Rightfully so. You really think Tony Storm's going to lose to Kelly and King? No, because these two ladies beat the shit out of each other. Fucking well, but it was a good match show. I enjoyed living hell out of it. Yes. And, Of course, that Australian fucking goddess Tony Storm. Oh, she is a hottie.
1: Yes. So, I mean, granted, it was a TV match, so it wasn't like you know filler. It it, it was filler, but it was good. So, just because I say it's a TV match or it's filler, doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it was there to be there, but it was still a good match. I want to clarify that this was a very good match. And it's nice to see women in the ring that know how to work in AEW. I wish we could see more of the women who can work and less of the women who can't. So that's all I can really say about that. But anyway, match was great. Then then we got, then we see a promo between the best friends and the trust busters. The fuck are the trust busters? (sighs) It's a three person team, three man team, although it's I wouldn't really say man because Sonny Kiss is not a fucking man. Um but Whoa, he's back in AEW? I thought it, he was gone. I thought that too. But he's part of Divari's trustbuster team. So anyway, they're having a match on Rampage and these Who are gives
2: a further as fuck.
1: No, these this is a these are two three man teams I can do without. So this was this was painful to watch, especially when the best yeah. friends are like, you know, tournament on three, and they all are like incoherent jackasses. Stupid, waste of time promo. And, and now, oh hold on. So then we get the official announcement that it will be Moxley and Punk unifying the titles next week on fucking dynamite, because because we don't want to make money, ladies and gentlemen. Money, oh. money is for marks. Apparently. So, but then they announced that. Thunder Rosa will defend the women's title against her friend Tony Storm at All Out, so we got a women's title match set for All Out. And
2: so we don't have a we don't have a world championship match at, at All Out. Yeah. Does that make any logical sense whatsoever?
1: No, because they always treat their world title like garbage. The the uh, the the man has to make the belt in that company because the belt has no prestige. Nope, apparently not. They don't. Ah, uh, fuck this shit. And speaking fuck of fuck this shit, this shit. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm dreaming. Don't you, hey, I'm dreaming. hey, 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 don't you fucking walk away. Don't you push out on me now. I'm dead. I quit. Hey, hey, I, I gotta quit. go through this. You gotta go through this. Don't push out on I'm me on now. I'm on strike. I'm on strike. I'm on strike. Nope, 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 hey, nope, nope, you nope, don't get nope, to go on strike. Fine, just right, get this over with. We are gonna get it over with. Stop complaining. All right. We move on to our main event of the evening <laughs> a quarterfinal match in the AEW Trials title tournament. We have La Faction Igno Bernables, whatever the fuck that means. We got Dragon Lee, Rouge, and Andrade El Idiot versus The Elite with The Dumb Fucks and. The man who has returned to ruin A.W., here he comes to wreck the day, <laughs> Kenny Beta. Oh,
2: God. You know who the first person I thought of when I saw him?
1: Who? It,
2: it, it, um, it's not a guitar player that we know. No, 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 It wasn't some some guy who eats a hot dog just by ketchup on. No, no, no. It's not a guy who looks like a lumberjack? No, no. It's not him. Like sure as hell not me. Oh yeah, the fucking douchebag Albus fucking I bet he's jerking off right now. Oh, he
1: he is drinking the Kool-Aid from the jockstrap. Did he call you or text you at all? No, I'm shocked. Wait. I'm sure. I know. Right? I'm sure he's gonna call me tomorrow. I'm getting a phone oh, right. call tomorrow.
2: <laughs> oh my God. In fact, no. Gator
1: was messaging me throughout this. He's like, how pissed was he? Well, I can actually read some of it. Like, it's fucking Twinkle Toes, McFinger Finger Bang. <laughs> what what you, what you what it's Harper Finger Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! He looks like shit. I'm fucking throwing things. <laughs> this is the most offensive display of pro wrestling I've ever seen. This is fucking bullshit and not main event quality. Fucking stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> This shit is not oh. hard. Where is the goddamn psychology? Psychology. Those snap duplexes were fucking dangerous as hell. And of course, my personal favorite: does no one fucking tag anymore? This is some bullshit. It is shitting upon my business. I hope all you fucking die in a fire with a knife to the fucking throat. All right, well, that's Gator's thoughts on this whole damn thing. I covered that pretty much. Um, here's the thing, folks. Uh-oh. I called it last week, did I not?
2: You did. Yeah, you called it
1: last week. Yep, we already know he's going to return. Like, who? i up like, uh-oh. Kenny Omega. I hate... Ugh. And uh, the fact... Let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. The fact that the crowd went crazy when Kenny came out made me lose respect for the AEW fan. Like, it reminded me of why the IWC occasionally makes me want to vomit. Because I they want to actually enjoy vomit, retarded shit like this. I have
2: never seen him get cheered. I'm seeing these fucking cocksuckers, motherfucking pieces of shit. Cheered for this piece of shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, are a bunch of motherfucking marks. Fuck y'all. and Fuck That's... you, dumb fucking. Fuck you, Kimmy Beta. So that there's that. With my ginger ass. Yeah,
1: so there's that. So I gotta deal with that. Yeah. Then... I see Kenny walking out. He looks like shit. Then we got Dumb Don Callus. Thank God I fucking shut the volume off on the commentary because the more I had to listen to Dumb Don Callus, the angrier I got. And then, what do we watch? The fucking Circus. That's all this was. And apparently, they were working under lucha rules, which I've learned while doing these classic pay-per-view reviews. I've been learning some shit and apparently there's a luchador rule and mostly in six man tags where if one person rolls out of the ring or is out of the ring for whatever reason, (sighs) you don't have to tag. You can just jump your ass in the ring and you're the legal man now. There's no tagging that has to fucking happen. That
2: makes no sense
1: it doesn't but apparently it's a luchador rule lucha in
2: oh, l- lucha libre
1: but what but what a lot of the marks and a lot of the AEW people keep forgetting is we're in a country called the united states of america uh, and here in america uh, we like or we should like i mean granted a lot of us don't lately but i should say real americans like to use this thing that we call logic Things that make fucking sense.
2: This didn't make sense now,
1: Nothing in this match makes sense. Nothing any of these guys do makes sense. I'm not even talking about the Elite. Andrade is one of the worst wrestlers I have ever fucking seen. And I know what you guys are thinking. No, it is not because he married Charlotte Flair. I hated him before they tied the knot. I hated Andrade all the way back to NXT. To this day, I consider him the worst NXT champion of all time.
2: Question What? Who do you hate more, El Dorado L Idiot as NXT champion or Matt Riddle as NXT champion?
1: Matt Riddle never held the belt, so that question is not valid.
2: Oh, I thought he did. No, bad. he I was a tag
1: team. I think ahead. he was a tag team champion with uh, Pete Dunne.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. They won know, the Dusty cut, know,
1: yeah. yeah, they were tag team champions. So the only title Matt Riddle's ever held other than the U.S. title, which is something I try to forget is the tag team title with Orton. But he had the U.S. title till he lost to Sheamus, which made me smile. So, but no. Andrade is fucking awful. Roosh is terrible. Dragon Lee is like every other mass luchador that's out there jumping around like a Mexican jumping bean. It's it's all fucking stupid. And then Andrade shoves Omega, and and of course the racist Excalibur is like, we're going to talk about their many matches in Japan. Yes, cause that fan base is the only one that gives a single fuck about Japan. One of the things I loved about MJF's nuclear bomb was when he said, Oh, I don't pretend to watch New Japan. No one gives a no nobody in America gives a fuck about New Japan. I
2: don't watch New
1: Japan. I've watched New Japan once. It was garbage. New Japan pro wrestling is fucking awful, and I'm not afraid to say it why I don't like Japanese wrestling. It's why I'm not a fan of most Japanese wrestlers because they all do strong style, no sell, lack of psychology bullshit, which is what we saw in this fucking abortion of a main event. The elite is getting back together so they can play these games. You already know they're going to win these fucking titles. It's a given. Of course they are. Who else? If you're you're thinking any other team's going to win, you are wasting time and you are wasting money if you bet against them. They're going to hand these belts to the elite, and guess what? This is going to come as a shock what? to a lot of you. I'm perfectly okay with that, and I'm going to tell you why. No. I'm perfectly okay with that. Would you like to know why? Uh,
2: these t- these titles are useless?
1: Exactly. If they're, if they're toying around or jerking off with these useless titles, it keeps them away from the belts that actually matter, and it, and it prevents them from having to get in the ring with wrestlers who actually have talent and can actually draw money. And are actually worth a damn in this company and aren't top guys because they're EVPs. You, they are walking, okay. talking contradictions. I've said that from day one. Day right.
2: one. Just start shitty finishes.
1: Yeah. yeah. This was a, the, the, the overall show, yes. This match from start to finish was shit. Pretty much. This was a disappointment in a show that was otherwise good, except for a few stupid things. But this was a fucking embarrassment to wrestling. And the reason is because the people in this match overall are an embarrassment to wrestling. It's fucking pathetic to watch how unsafe they are and how much they don't care about making anything they do look real or believable or have emotion. They just go out there and play. I don't even know why they even want to. They don't even need a crowd. Because It doesn't matter what the crowd says. They're gonna do all this. They're gonna get all their shit in, and don't care if the crowd enjoys it or not.
2: Hey. Okay, okay, yeah. I did not enjoy the I of those titles, man. I was like, "What the fuck? This would need more paperweights." And of course, we had to see the that that da let that da, 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 da And it was just fucking pure fucking garbage. Shoes I saw Kenny Omega out, uh oh, I was like, "I would knew this was coming." I bet he's not happy right now.
1: <laughs> well, I saw it coming, yeah. so I. I mean I already knew what I already knew what was gonna happen. I just I put it on mute and kept working on other projects and just glancing over. I didn't even give this my full attention because it doesn't deserve my full attention.
2: It does not deserve my full attention
1: either. The only reason I'm even giving it so much attention now is because Gator begged me to rip this apart. I wasn't gonna say nothing. Right. I was gonna say shitty and that's the show. I was gonna give a one word answer to this, which I rarely do. But Gator insisted that I gut this thing, so I'm gutting it. It's and a you dis- gutted it, then. Yeah. It's a disgrace to the fucking business. It's an embarrassment. This trio's title doesn't mean shit, and it's just something for the elite to walk around and brag about, which, again, I'm okay with that, because as long as they're busy with these trio's titles, they're not touching the other belts that matter. They can go sit in a corner and do their own thing and play their own stupid little games, because that's what the wrestling business is to them. A game. They treat it like a joke, and that's why real wrestlers and real wrestling fans can't stand these motherfuckers. And the only reason they kiss any of their asses is because they're EVPs, and they're in the ear of Tony Khan. Congratulations. You are now entering a new world of sports entertainment. Pretty much. Because that's what we're seeing right now. Because with Triple H now in charge of the creative in WWE, you're seeing a lot more wrestling on there than you've ever seen before. But you know it's on AEW?
2: Yeah, I've seen shit.
1: You're seeing sports entertainment. And the fact that the AEW fans are so fucking hypnotized and so fucking blind and are so in love with this product that they don't see it is laughable to me. The people who pride themselves on hating sports entertainment, that's what you're watching. That's what AEW has now become. That's what these guys do. It's just they do cuss words and have a little bit more freedom so they're able to disguise the fact that this is sports entertainment. And to quote the man who kicked off this show, let me know when I start telling lies. Zach, you have any final thoughts?
2: I do not. I thought this was absolutely fucking horrendous goddamn garbage. That's all I have to say.
1: In that case, that ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, Zach, as always, I think you're taking time out of your busy schedule, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
2: Absolutely, sir. Sure. Sorry, guys. It was kind of late night. People won't fucking leave at work, but that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> well, thankfully, this isn't a live broadcast, so they don't care. They're listening to this in the morning. I'm the only person who deserves the apology, because I'll be up all night editing this thing. But anyway, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boogecast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify.
2: Spotify.
1: Google Podcasts. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio.
2: And iHeartRadio.
1: Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you check out the Your Health is Important Facebook Live broadcast that I produced uh, last week. I have it up there on the Facebook page for you guys to check out. And make sure you check out the next episode, which will air on August 24th, on the Hip Hop Doc Facebook page. If you got any healthcare-related questions, healthcare-related issues, you want Dr. Collier to answer them, go ahead. Now... Whether or not I'll be producing the show again, I don't know. I think my boss might be taking back control of it. But if he's not and he asks me to do it again, I think I might be open, so I'll do it again. But uh, either way, make sure you guys check that out on the Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Be sure to go to our YouTube channel, the Boochcast YouTube channel. Check out all of our great YouTube content. We got two watch parties up there for you guys to check out. Sadly, the WrestleMania 38 Night 2 watch party is not able to be uploaded due to copyright issues. Um, eventually, I'm going to try to see if I can get the SummerSlam one up there, but if that doesn't work, then at least we got the Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble for you guys to check out. And if you want to see the other ones, you might as well wait till you tune in live on the Twitch channel. But I am going to have some Dark Side of the Ring up there soon, once, once I can Knock out these other two uh, videos I have to get done. The Dark Side of the Rings coming soon to the YouTube channel as well. So hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when they will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for the WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're going to be getting together for Survivor Series. Uh, Like I said, it'll be at one of two locations. We're still trying to figure that out, but either way, there will be one. Uh, Whether or not I will be part of it remains to be seen, because either we might be doing one with the team here in Georgia, I might be doing one down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, provided that we're still going to WrestleCade. WrestleCade's up in the air right now due to controversy, so we're Trying to figure that shit out. Or if it ends up we don't go at all, I'll be with the team here in Atlanta. We'll figure all this shit out. So make sure you guys tune in Saturday, November 26th at 8 p.m. for the Survivor Series Watch Party. Also, we have our D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle. And a special project we have to work on to get some things in there. We still got a few more people who need to pitch in and do their part. And rest assured, they will. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at. The first level is for $0.99, cents, $1 per month. Uh, This is for people who want to help out the show but don't really have a lot of money to spend. You know, We would never ask you guys to break the bank or sacrifice a a payment or a major bill just to support this show. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, you're still helping us out, and we love and appreciate that. But if you want to put a little skin in the game, the 99 cents level is for you. It won't hurt you guys, but it will help us out a great Also, we have the second level you can donate at, which is $4.99, $5 per month, the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $9.99. $10. Same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know, a lot of you, I know ever since they sold it to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network, and we are dedicated to giving the people what they want you have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. now all the money that we raise the money that we raise through anchor we use that to take care of the show in some capacity we use it to upgrade our equipment we use it to bring in bigger name guests pay our bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the bootcast a success so if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work Anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed, um, you know, Zach his ramen noodles so he doesn't go hungry during these uh, trying times. And, of course, we uh, try to get him laid so he'll be less grumpy. And until next time, this is Vinny bucci a.k.a. The Booch, yeah. saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, to baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. 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 So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu, you. And
0: you. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. Bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.